We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues, and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice-cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of a Pack a Day Podcast. Wherever you may be, and however you may be listening. Thank you so much for making us part of your day. My name is Nick Schmitz, and I will be your host for today. And, you know, it's interesting. We're going to be doing a a little bit of a different episode today. Um, Just given everything that's going on and the big news out there, I'm sure you're all aware of it by now, but uh, the coronavirus is spreading throughout the United States, and the NCAA has already said that No fans will be allowed at any of the NCAA tournament games. The Big Ten has said starting today, Thursday, that no fans will be allowed at the Big Ten tournament. The NBA has discussed either postponing their season for now or playing the remainder of their games without fans. The Golden State Warriors have already said that they won't have fans at their game. And even the XFL, there's an XFL game this coming weekend that won't have fans at their game. The Seattle Mariners have already moved seven games that were supposed to be played in Seattle in March uh, to a different location. So it's really 
it's a big thing in the news, and it's really it's affecting the sports world. And you know, we're in unprecedented territory right now with it. The NCAA has never really done anything like this, where they've said no fans, right? And you've even had the Ivy League; they just outright canceled their their conference tournament for both men's and women's. So it's really a big deal. Uh, it's something that we really haven't seen before. So. One of the things that we wanted to do uh, in discussing what we were going to talk about is what this might mean for the NFL. Uh, we've already seen some teams, uh, the Saints and the Eagles, I believe it is, that have stopped sending their scouts to pro days due to the to the due to the coronavirus. And what what is it going to mean for the NFL draft? I mean, it's really not that far away. Uh, you know, you're a little over a month away from something like that big event with a lot of people. And ultimately, the the, the grand scheme of things is, and Jacob had mentioned this to us before uh, before we we started the show here. It you know, really, if fans can't go to see a selection show, is that really that big of a deal? But you know, what does it mean? And you know, what does it mean for the greater sports world right now? To with everything that's going on, and um, you know, we're not going to necessarily talk about you know the virus itself and what you should be doing, other than what Devonte Adams recommends doing, which is wash your hands and wash your butt. Um, but uh, I want to bring in Maggie, Jacob. You know, so th- really, like I said, unprecedented territory here with all these you know sports you know either canceling events or not allowing fans in. Uh, you know, Maggie just your kind of thoughts on, you know, what this means for the sports world right now. And again, this is something that I don't think it's going to impact too much of, you know, this is speculation quite a bit here, but um, I don't think it'll impact the NFL regular season as of right now, because I feel by that time we'll have some, we'll have a lot of stuff figured out hopefully, but just kind of your initial reactions to no fans at the NCAA tournament, you know, the NBA, what they're doing, Major League Baseball, and what it might mean for some of these NFL events coming up, such as the draft and these pro days. Yeah, I mean, I think you kind of touched on it when you said that the hope, obviously, is that this isn't something that lingers into the fall and into football season. Um, And I think that the way that we ensure that this doesn't linger is by doing what we're doing right now as a country. And I I know that it may seem kind of alarmist to a lot of people, uh, maybe especially those that aren't in the susceptible population where they don't think it necessarily even matters if they get it. Um, And I'm not going to turn this into like a little soapbox moment, but just because you as a person don't feel like you are threatened by this disease does not mean that people around you are not a more susceptible population. So even if you don't have symptoms of it, you still are at risk of spreading that to people like your grandparents or your loved ones that maybe have pre-existing conditions. So to me, the idea of canceling this now, as frustrating as it is for fans, you know, I love watching March Madness. I know that a lot of people around the country do it, something that we all look forward to every year, um, especially if maybe you were saving a bunch of money so that you could attend an event like this and then to find out it's canceled. But the repercussions of what happens if something like this spreads throughout the country, I think the inconvenience of not being able to attend a game in person more than makes up for that trade-off. Like you'd much rather have to watch the game on TV than to see this turn into something bigger than it, than it should be. You know, if, if the United States can get a handle on it, 
fingers crossed, like you said, everything's good to go for football season. And it is weird to think about the draft not being the spectacle that it is, especially in Vegas. I mean, if you're going to have the draft be this big production, Vegas would be the place to do it. If the draft goes to a zero attendance policy at the end of April, that will be something really interesting for the NFL to kind of have to to counteract. But, you know, the, the pro side of that is that maybe this is something that the league can get a handle on so that it doesn't impact the regular season and beyond. Yeah, well, and, you know, it, one of the things, Jacob, that I think is going to be really strange is, you know, like Maggie touched upon, you know, I live in Green Bay where as of right now that I'm aware of, um, there is no confirmed cases of the virus. So I've been going about my daily life, you know, for the most part as if everything's normal and I come home and part of my job is I have to my job that I work in, we talk about the coronavirus all day. So I hear all about it and then I come home and kind of my way to unplug from, you know, everything that's being talked about is by watching sports, whatever it might be. A lot of it's been college basketball lately. And, you know, you watch the games on TV and when you watch it and, the you know, everything looks normal, you, you get that <clears throat> feeling that things are normal. But I've got to admit, I'm kind of curious to see, because it's going to feel so bizarre watching these games that are really important in the sports world as 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 everything goes. But it's going to be really odd to watch these games that you know are so important and not have anyone there. Like I, I like I wonder what that's going to look like on TV, and you know, just like what do you think that's going to be like, Jacob, watching these sporting events with with nobody there? Yeah, that's interesting. It's a it's an odd dynamic um, because it, this hasn't really happened a whole lot before. I mentioned with you guys pre-show, there was one baseball game like that in Baltimore, and I've read uh, stories from that day, and the players even said it was kind of weird, you know, just to have a game played with nobody in the stands either cheering or booing or whatever it is that they want to do. Um, you know, I think that that's something, and, and from a TV standpoint, um, I know we talked about it earlier. I'm like, oh, you know, boo-hoo, it's going to look bad on TV. I suppose I I prefer that to the potential spread of a, a potentially deadly virus. Um, but I don't know. Uh, I think that this is unprecedented, like you said, so it's really hard to know what to expect. The hope is that, you know, we get a handle on this thing and they can reverse those decisions soon enough so that people and staff members and all these people that planned on being at these events are are able to do that. But, I mean, I often say, and I, Jason Perone makes fun of me for it all the time, I'm not a doctor, so I defer to the experts when it comes to these things. Uh, I think that one of the great things about Twitter is that everybody is an expert on everything. You can find experts on football, on medical, on legal, on social platform, anything. And I'm just an idiot. So I don't pretend to know all those things. So if the doctors and, and guys, I work in healthcare, so this affects you know everything that we're doing. Every five minutes, I feel like we're talking about a new development for the coronavirus. And uh, for me, I don't do patient care, so I cannot be in these buildings. My job is to do you know marketing for for my company, and I'm not really allowed to do that. So it's. It's something, though, that is it an inconvenience for me? Yes. But ultimately, if 
the Illinois Department of Public Health says that's what we need to do, they're getting that from somebody above them, then those are the doctors, those are the medical professionals. That's what we need to do. Yeah, well, and, you know, again, we it, it's one of those things, you know, you hope that the hope is that it'll be fine. And, you know, obviously we're not in any way experts, like Jacob said, on the coronavirus. And we don't want to focus the focus of this isn't to be on what it can do and whatnot but just kind of the the oddity of of what it's creating for the sports world uh you know you know i know italy has been completely quarantined they've been a lot of uh soccer games i know uh, you know in in europe as a whole have been being played for the last couple of weeks without fans uh, so it's really interesting to see what it does and um but i mean you know bringing it back to you know, the Packers a little bit and, and the, you know, the NFL, you know, this idea that, you know, I would assume my, my assumption would be that the NFL is at, at some point right now, Maggie, they've got to be talking about these upcoming events with it's the big one being the draft, because I, I'm trying to think, and if you guys know, I'm, I'm trying to think outside of the draft and these pro days, the next big thing for the NFL would be, I mean, they've got mini camps and whatnot, but something for fans to come to is probably what training camp in in July. Is that correct? Outside of the draft, um, but I mean, well, the Packers have their Hall of Fame induction. Okay, so so teams will have certain Hall of Fame inductions, um, but I guess as far as the NFL as a whole, you know, you're looking at outside of the draft. You're looking a little bit down the road here, but uh, you know, I guess. I guess, do you guys think that the NFL will not allow fans at the draft? I mean, what what is kind of your opinion based on what we're seeing right now? Everybody seems to be erring on the side of caution. Do you guys, Maggie, do you expect the NFL to take the same approach? I mean, they, now granted, they've got they've probably got about another month before they maybe have to make a decision, but do you think they're erring on the same side of caution as the rest of the sporting world? Yeah, I mean, I think if I had to gamble right now, I would say that the draft will not have an audience. Uh, But like Jacob said, it's really early to tell. And since the draft is, you know, another month and a half away, about six weeks out now, if all of these protective measures, such as, you know, eliminating audiences from things, do allow the U.S. to kind of rebound from this in a way where they feel like, everything is under control, then maybe it becomes a conversation where the NFL is like, you know, it's like an at your own risk thing where yes, you can come. But I think that there, there's still going to be protective measures. I would think place for at least a couple months, even if things do seem like they're under control. Um, But I think it's going to be one of those like best judgment. How are we looking as a nation at that point? And I think the NFL will also have to weigh some pros and cons, you know, like this is a big moment for a lot of these guys and you don't want to take that away from them, especially the thought of like being a first round pick and what that means for you. Uh, But you also don't want to go and then get a disease that makes you very sick the day after you get drafted. So it's, there's a lot of, you know, upside and downside to thinking of this. And as much as I feel for the athletes that aren't playing in front of audiences and, you know, the guys that, might be impacted by decisions, uh, you know, like on draft night, nothing is going to take away the moment from you at this point. Like you still will have the experience of being in the tournament. You still will have the experience of being drafted. 
And I know maybe the audience is part of the experience, but you still get to have that moment. It's just being done on a smaller scale in a way that hopefully protects you long-term. I guess that's how I'm like trying to optimistically look at it. Yeah. Well, needless to say, it'll be interesting to see how things unfold over the next several weeks um, with, you know, the NFL and other sporting events, um, you know, around the world and especially here in the United States. So, well, let's move on to something uh, less coronavirus-y. So if uh, (laughs) – bad transition, forgive me. Um, So as as of right now when you are listening to this – more than likely, you know that Jimmy Graham has now been released. Uh, we had talked about it last week uh, on our podcast that um, that was the intention. It's now official. Jimmy Graham no longer with the Packers after two seasons. Uh, so, and honestly, I don't know how I missed it. I asked Maggie and Jacob. They said it was just a me thing, um, <laughs> which is very is. Y- yes, and and uh, yes. Uh, but uh, free agency snuck up on me. That's starting, what, uh, Monday is, what, the tampering period? And then, what, teams can start signing, what, is it Wednesday? Wednesday, so less than a week now. Yes, so really, we're we're under a week now from free agent signing. So um, there's been lots of talk about going after um, Austin Hooper at the tight end position. Uh, Jacob, one of the things I kind of, I'm, I'm interested to see, especially if they go after Austin Hooper, he would be the fourth free agent tight end in the last five years that they've signed. Is that right? With Correct. With, you had um, Cook and then Martellus Bennett and Jimmy Graham, obviously. Austin Hooper would be the fourth fourth guy in five years. Thoughts on the tight end position in free agency? It hasn't gone well so far for the Packers. Yeah, Hooper would be different than anybody that they had signed. I don't think Austin Hooper is this game-breaking player. Like, nobody's going to confuse him with Travis Kelsey or George Kittle, but he is a really consistent player. The question you're going to have is, is he going to be worth the salary that he ends up commanding? And the answer to that in free agency is almost always no. So the question that you really have to kind of ask is, do you want the player or not? Uh, I am kind of lukewarm, I guess, on the idea But I don't love the idea that the alternative that a lot of people are suggesting is to just hand tight end one to Jay Sternberger and let him roll with it because he's played 50 snaps or something like that. I mean, I love Jay Sternberger as much as anybody. I ranked him above Irv Smith in last season's Cheesehead TV Guide. You can look at just about anything um, that I've said on Jay Sternberger, and I'm very high on him. But the reality is, He's a second-year player that essentially redshirted for most of last year. Uh, The Packers could stand to add at that spot. I don't think the – you know, I think what happens is we as fans, we get locked into these ideas that these are what the team needs right here, one, two, three, four, five. And if they add something from outside of that, then it's not going to help the team. Well, that's not true. Uh, Now, is Austin Hooper going to be worth the money he gets? Not necessarily. Does he help this team? Are they better with Austin Hooper next season? Absolutely. So – He's younger. He's ascending. He's not a jack wagon like uh, one of those tight ends that you just mentioned, whose name I've promised to never say again. So there you have that for those things. If they sign him, it wouldn't be my first choice, but it's something that it does make Green Bay better in 2020. Well, and Maggie, shifting now just to the idea of free agency, we saw Gutekunst really big splash last year. Both Smiths, um, uh, Billy Turner. Adrian Amos, 
something that we weren't really used to seeing under Ted Thompson. Uh, so we saw the big splash last year. Obviously, there's plenty of free agents out there that can help Green Bay fill holes, holes that they need. Um, but when you talk about free agency, a lot of one of the realities Green Bay has to face is as much as I love the city that I live in and the team that plays here is if you're a young 25-year-old athlete and you could go to Los Angeles and play for someone out there or come to Green Bay where, you know, winter doesn't end until May 4th, um, you know, there's the reality of you might have to overpay a little bit for certain players uh, to get them to come here. So what do you, I mean, would you be surprised if Gutekunst didn't make any moves in free agency or I mean, I, cause I, I feel like there's some expectation after what he did last year and how close green Bay got this year to the super bowl that they're really not that far off. So I feel like there's like almost this expectation that he's going to make a signing, but I mean, is that reality within Gutekunst and the salary cap and everything looking at this team right now? I, f- I do believe what he said when he said he wants to be in every conversation. I don't think that that's changing. I, th- I do 100% believe that he's in the conversation right now for Austin Hooper. I think he's in a conversation about Corey Littleton. I think that he's doing his due diligence on a lot of these players to see what contracts look like. I would think that he's trying to crunch the numbers on a guy like Brian Villaga, who you know now, just yesterday, it was reported that he's maybe in the market of twelve million dollars a year instead of maybe what people were thinking at nine or ten million. So, I think there is a lot of that going on where he is looking at ways that he can improve the roster. But I think that the signings, or at least what I'm thinking, will happen this year is we'll see a lot of the five million dollar contracts or less. So they're not going to be the guys that break the bank like a Corey Littleton, it'll be somebody like Michael Pierce from the Ravens, who's like a $5 million guy and comes in and becomes a key piece. Or, you know, in the same way that he picked up BJ Goodson to play opposite Blake Martinez. BJ Goodson wasn't like a lights out explosive free agent that like kind of exploded onto the scene, but he was a guy that, that played a role. And I think in that same vein, releasing Jimmy Graham to me kind of opens the door for Gutekunst to bring back the guy like Mercedes Lewis. I think that these are going to be the pieces that he, he contributes to the roster by mixing his, his vet presence. And then with a strong draft class, I think this team, I thought they were really close last year and they, they were one game away from the Super Bowl. I mean, you can't really get closer than that aside from winning, get to the Super Bowl. So I think, you know, swapping out a couple of key pieces, like a Mercedes Lewis and then drafting a tight end to compliment Jay Sternberger. I think those are kind of the more expected moves, at least that I would think this year. All right. Well, it'll be interesting to see nonetheless how it plays out. Um, We had the big signings last year. You know, I wouldn't expect it to be a norm every year that, you know, Big names will be coming to Green Bay, but definitely something to keep an eye out for. And the fun thing for us is we are situated so well that – well, this time next week, we'll be talking about all of the fun free agent signings, or maybe lack thereof. Uh, we'll see how that goes. But uh, it'll be interesting to see what Green Bay does. I do believe I, the, the one thing, Maggie, you said and, and uh, that Brian Gutekunst was very adamant about being in every conversation. And uh, he proved to me that that is true in reality with him 
when he, the Packers were attached to a Le'Veon Bell trade during the middle of the season. It was a position <laughs> I did not think that – like, of all the things, I was like, why? But, uh, again, no, I think it just goes to prove that he was being very honest when he said every conversation – we're at least going to be in the conversation. So it'll be interesting to see how that turns out. Well, we're out of time for today, guys. Uh, real quickly, before we wrap up, uh, Maggie, Jacob, people want to follow your guys' work, get in touch with you. Maggie, how can people follow your work? You can find me on Twitter at Maggie J. Lowney, L-O-N-E-Y. I also write two times a week for Cheesehead TV, and I podcast with Perry Goldstein for Pax with Cheesehead Podcast. Awesome. And Jacob, people want to follow you, uh, get in touch with your snarky comments on Twitter. They can do that how? You can find me and my snark at Jacob Westendorf. I spend a lot of my time making fun of Nick these days, so might get to do that in person this weekend, so that might be fun. Yeah. Uh, you can check out uh, my work. It's over at Packer Report, which is at Packer Report 66. I write twice a week there. Yes, and if, if any of you are wondering just the amount of snark that Jacob has, we uh, have text conversations every week about what time we're going to record, <laughs> what we want to talk about, and there was a topic suggested that I was like, man, I, I could not like have that conversation. So I was like, you, I said, I sent back in the group chat, you two are much smarter than I am, and Jacob's response was, I'm having that message blown up and framed, which I would expect to see on the wall behind him here as we talk <laughs> in about the next two to three weeks. So, um, Well, with that, thank you so much for listening, everyone. Uh, with the virus, you know, be safe, wash your hands, wash your butt, listen to Devonte Adams, he knows what he's talking about. Uh, and uh, just stay healthy. If you don't feel healthy, don't go to work. You know, get better. Focus on taking care of you. And enjoy all of these sporting events, especially March Madness, even if there's no fans there. Enjoy watching the game. It'll, I'm sure it'll still be fun, even if the atmosphere isn't the same. So with that, thank you so much for listening, everyone. And as always, Go Pack Go!
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.